Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers as all the major carriers. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Carson. Get free activation with the offer code Carson. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Carson or call 972-PATRIOT. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, it is the Rob Carson Show. Hello and uh, happy Thursday to you. I would assume that many of you may be, uh, you know, uh, kind of blowing off early uh, tomorrow, maybe even this afternoon from your job. I don't know. Uh, it is, of course, uh, July 4th week, and I hope that you are looking forward to it. Here's what I'm doing. Are you ready for this? Here's what this was, what the, uh, the, the uh, while the cat's away, the mice will play. So my wife is uh, going to see her sister and her mom, and they're, they're, she left this morning. She was delayed because her sister's flight, of course, was canceled yesterday because, uh, you know, flying right now is a uh, uh, Charlie Foxtrot. It's a, it's a major Charlie Foxtrot. So her, her flight was delayed or canceled altogether. She had to fly out this morning rather than yesterday. And literally, the networks are now giving you tips on what to do when your when your flight is canceled and your vacation is screwed, essentially scrawd, as it were, because uh, it's really bad. I'm glad that I don't have any flight plans anytime soon, and I'm going to be here. But that back to the story here: the cat's away. I would be the the mouse. My kids are here with me, my 22-year-old son and my 17-year-old daughter. And as soon as the show is over today, <laughs> I'm going to go get some fireworks. Oh, you betcha. You betcha. Uh, Missouri's right over here, and uh, there are parts of uh, the state where I live, Kansas, where there's a big old fireworks display. So I am going to go get some fireworks. It's best when you're married, honestly. I'm just going to say there are some things you certainly don't want to decide on, uh, you know, without the other person's input. You know, there are major purchases, you know, like maybe a new car. You probably don't, unless it's a birthday present, you're going to surprise her with it or anything. Uh, but, but honestly, but there are some times where you shoot first and you ask questions later that's just what you do so uh, i'm gonna go get fireworks and uh, and when she arrives here on uh, you know tuesday morning or whatever uh she will see the uh the garbage full of uh, fireworks empty spent cases and whatnot and, and she'll I'll, I'll take some help for that but in the meantime <laughs> i did that with the snowblower and the riding lawnmower but uh you know there are some other ones that uh, didn't work out so well did not work out so well so we have a, a lot of stuff to get on the show today the uh, democrats big j6 testimony with cassidy hutchinson has uh, done a face plant and i've got a lot of new audio and uh, new uh, information on that even Fox News is not not clearing up that uh, this story by Cassidy Hutchinson was made up with regard to the Secret Service. Fox News is denying it. We got some Brett Bear news today. He's uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, jumped the shark. I know, I know Brett. I've, I've known him for a while. I've got friends with him and hang out with his, he and his family. But I used to host the uh, Children's National Medical Center, big gala with him. And he has a, a young child who had gone through a good deal of uh, heart uh, issues when they were uh, infant, when he was an infant, and uh, now appears to be doing quite well. So I'm very glad for him. But uh, I'll tell you what, man, I, I just, uh, I, there are some so shows on Fox that I watch. Uh, I like my Tucker. But uh, I, I'm moved. I just moved. I, I do. I, I work for Newsmax, obviously. The one thing that I've discovered about Newsmax that's working there, I started about two years ago doing a radio show or TV show there. Um, uh, the hosts don't change their stripes. 
So that's you know that's a positive. That's a positive. So we got some uh, audio on that. We've got to oh 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 a big victory, a Supreme Court victory, another conservative victory. This one regard regarding energy today. And uh, I don't know about you, but where I live, literally a mile from my house, there are train tracks. And every day or so, there is a train uh, full of coal going south because there's a giant coal-fired power plant south of Kansas City, which powers Kansas City. There are no uh, wind farms and there are no solar panels. I mean, there are some around the area, but it doesn't power the city, and it never will. There aren't enough wind farms or enough solar power to uh, to run a city the size of Kansas City or just about any city in America, to be quite honest. Unless, of course, you want every ounce of farmland taken by stupid solar panels made in China. So, uh, But there's some good news with regard to uh, coal, good old reliable, clean-burning coal. Yes, that's uh, good news. Also, um, I've got some more stuff on the abortion front we'll get to. I do want to start with a story that is uh, is undoubtedly one of the most tragic that I've seen in a while. And we have seen uh, some good news and some bad news as far as the uh, country is concerned with regard to uh, uh, crime in major cities. Democrat-run enclaves generally are seeing a gigantic spike in crime. Where I live right now in in lovely uh, Olathe, Kansas. It's also Olathe. We like to say Olathe. Uh, if you're not from here, it makes people mad. Anyway... Uh, Olathe, Kansas. Uh, I was talking to my wife about this last night, and she's kind of like center, maybe Scotian, a little bit to the left, little, little, little. And I said, uh, "How many, uh, honey? Could you tell me how many smash and grab robberies there were in uh, Johnson County, Kansas, last uh, so far this year?" And she said, "I don't know." I, I said, "Well, it's been none." And it's because uh, concealed carry is uh, very effective here. You can conceal carry rather easily. I would venture to say uh, since moving here about six years ago, I probably have met at least 100 people who conceal carry. I've even seal, seen people open carry here, which, you know, I don't care. If you, I don't, it doesn't bother me because I'm a responsible gun owner. Uh, and I know what a gun is there for. It is there for your defense. It's not an offensive weapon. It is a defensive weapon. And it is not for hunting and target practice. So in uh, Johnson County, Kansas, where I live, uh, liquor stores, you could pretty much not have a cage around the person working at the convenience store. You could pretty much not have a cage working around you at the, uh, the liquor store. Uh, because a good time, a good chance that uh, the person working at that liquor store late at night is working now without a cage because he got a gun. So, you know, this happens. This is going to change in New York City. And by the way, the... Uh, all of the uh, uh, onerous regulations with regard to concealed carry have, were blown up by the Supreme Court the other day uh, in a case in New York City where they made it in godly uh, difficult to get concealed carry. And I wonder how many have died because they weren't able to defend themselves. I mean, we live in a country. Here, here's the deal. If, if we just lived in a world where the, the, the weapon, the only weapon available was uh, swords then you could uh, have a sword, all right? And if the only thing in the world was a, was a baseball bat, you, you would defend yourself with a baseball bat. In a country where we have the Second Amendment and you can own and it's constitutionally guaranteed and some people who are really bad people can get a hold of them, usually illegally, isn't your best bet to be able to defend yourself with that firearm? Hell yes. A mother on the uh, Upper East Side Wednesday evening walking her toddler in a stroller. Brand new mom, 20 years old, is a, a very wealthy neighborhood. Little three-month-old baby there, walking by a playground. 
all of a sudden someone walks out of the uh, out of the shadows, puts a gun to her head, murders her right there on the spot. Now, this neighborhood is one of the most affluent in New York. It has a $1.5 million average house for uh, price for homes, private schools everywhere. Horrified children at the neighborhood playground witnessed the horrific shooting, and one girl described hearing a loud boom. She realized uh, there was a gunshot. She was a 10-year-old girl. Said I was really confused because I thought maybe this was fireworks, but then I realized, no, this was serious, and uh, there was a gunshot. And I, I was, it really frightened me because I was right there at the park playing, and I never th- would have thought this would happen. A lot of people uh, running, and I saw a woman down there. She fell. I was worried, but then I wanted to stay calm because I didn't want to, uh, any interaction, and I didn't want anything else to happen. That's a 10-year-old. Now, most probably, if you look at a profile on incidents like this, this is a domestic violence issue. This is probably, and this, this will, if it is, it will be very easily solved with a, a DNA test. But uh, who knows at this point? It is a horrific story. Uh, it is unbelievable that we live in a country where someone would come and uh, walk up behind a new mother of 20 years old and put a bullet in her head. I can't even imagine. I remember when my wife had my son, and my daughter, of course, but you're a new dad for the first time, my son, and she'd go out in her jogging, uh, take the jogging stroller and take her son out, and and then she ended up training for marathons and all this stuff, you know, and I can't imagine what it would be like to know that my wife was walking our three-month-old son when she was murdered in cold blood on the streets of New York City. Now concealed carry is going to be a lot easier to have in the city of New York. And as far as the death toll from it, the only people who might end up on the losing end of the deal are those who would try to commit acts of violence or murder like this. I doubt this woman even had a chance because she had no idea what was happening. It was uh, somebody sneaked up behind her presumably had uh, planned the attack, unlike some of these subway attacks you've seen in New York City where uh, insane homeless people shove people downstairs, shove people off subway platforms to their deaths. Don't you suppose if someone was nearby concealed carrying, they could have at least subdued that person or perhaps even stopped it from happening? Here is uh, Kathy Hochul. The governor of uh, New York, hopefully not for much longer. Uh, Lee Zeldin is the Republican candidate, and so I do support Lee Zeldin's candidacy, although he was not originally my choice. Here is Kathy Hochul talking about uh, concealed carry. And uh, when it comes to hearing actual facts, she is absolutely committed to not listening to them. Do you have the numbers to show that it's the concealed carry permit holders that are committing crimes? Because the lawful gun owner will say that you're attacking the wrong person. Now, uh, this is true. It, it has happened in municipalities across the country time and time again without fail. If concealed carry is uh, legal in different cities, the crime rate goes down. End of story. It's really people that are getting these guns illegally that are causing the violence, not the people going and getting 
the permit legally, and that's the basis. And these are, um, what are these called? What are these gosh darn things called? That the, the uh, Oh, yeah, they're called facts. They're facts. Yeah, they're, they're facts. For the whole Supreme Court argument. Do you have the numbers? I don't need to have numbers. I don't need to have the numbers. <laughs> so I just given you the facts. Here, here's the numbers. Uh, you know, oh no, I don't need. I don't need to have those numbers. People that are getting these guns illegally that are causing the violence, not the people going and getting the permit legally, and that's the basis for the whole Supreme Court argument. Do you have the numbers? I don't need to have numbers. I don't need. I don't have to have a data point. No, no, no. You do. You you actually do. You need to have some sort of proof that concealed carry, guaranteed uh, by the Second Amendment, is dangerous to the community, and you don't. Point two to say that this is going to. Ma- All I know is I have a responsibility to the people of this state to have sensible gun safety laws, and this one was not devised by the Hochul administration. It yeah, because it would have been a major Charlie Foxtrot. comes out of an administration from 1908. I don't need a data point to make the case. that. No, I'm- no, no, you do. You do need a data point because, see, it's been upheld by the Constitution, by the Supreme Court. The ownership of a firearm has been upheld. And, and New York has been wrong for over 100 years. Responsibility. And you've made New York into hell. Uh, you and Democrats have made New York and New York City into hell on earth. To protect the people of this state. Somebody who's going to go do a mass shooting or something like that may not go get a concealed I never said there's any correlation between our solution here and the Buffalo case. In fact, I signed a... Then what the hell did you sign gun reform legislation after the Buffalo shooting, you doofus? ...package of 10 laws following Buffalo that dealt with the the issues that were raised there. Hochul's gun laws, passed after the Topps grocery store shooting in Buffalo, raised the age at which a New Yorker can purchase a firearm... Yeah, that'll stop it. ...to 21. But now there are questions about whether restricting public spaces under the new bills infringe on Second Amendment rights. What if they can't practice self-defense because of the restrictions? My point, let me, let me give you, you like statistics. You like numbers? Yeah, yeah, we'd like to hear some of your statistics now that you told us that our statistics are worthless. I said at the outset... Five people per 100,000 have died from gun violence in the state of New York. Okay, again, uh, you, you're just uh, you're, you're an idiot. Uh, those are people who obtain the guns illegally, and they are generally uh, criminals. So uh, you lose. You lose. I'm going to share details on this uh, EPA case coming up. Another victory for conservatism. Uh, another victory for your... Uh, for your pocketbook, among other things, the number here is 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. Yeah! In 1776, fireworks. there were fireworks too. The original colonist, you know their tempers blue. Schoolhouse Rock! Like Thomas Paine once wrote, it's only common sense. Wow, things have changed just a little bit since I grew up. And if a government won't give you your basic rights, you better get another government. Now listen to that. That was the Declaration of Independence. They just this is the kids' television from when I was I was a kid. Uh, if the government don't don't do what you want, we'll just get another one. Though some people tried to fight it, they fought it. Well, a committee was formed to write it. 
Benjamin Franklin, Philip Livingston, John Adams, Roger Sherman, Thomas Jefferson. They're all a bunch of white, uh, slave-owning, uh, kind of, you know, colonialists. They got it done. It's the Declaration. Uh-huh. The Declaration of Independence. Now they probably have like Thomas Jefferson is identifying as a woman, and uh, Ben Franklin is uh, you know cisgendered white male, so he'd probably be excluded. The Continental Congress said that we were free, said we had the right of life and liberty, and what else? And the pursuit of happiness. Now that that's the ultimate political correctness, because there's this in this line here. He says, "In the pursuit of happiness," and it shows a guy chasing after a woman, uh, like his, you know, somebody he wants to date or something across in front of the screen. So they got rid of that. But that's the way it used to be, kids. That's the way it used to be. I know a lot of Schoolhouse Rock still use. They were uh, wonderful. I remember the preamble Constitution because of Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> I remember my verbs and my adjectives and and uh, conjunction, certainly conjunction, junction, but uh, all of those things have changed. It is it is remarkable. I mean, see, this is the thing. This is why I reject all this nonsense. I, I reject all this nonsense about, uh, you know, it's 1863 again. It's 1968 again. Race, uh, you know, that divides us more than ever. And, and uh, everybody hates America. And all. You know, no, not at all. No, not at all. If that were the case, then why would 85% of Americans, including 80% of Democrats, say we're going in the wrong direction? I've never seen a a stat like that before. I've never seen a stat where so many people in this country said America's going in the wrong direction. Now you're thinking, oh, well, that could mean a lot of things. And yes, it could mean a lot of things. But if you take everything that's going on in the country right now, including the economy, most would conclude... Uh, what the hell happened to my country? We're going in the wrong friggin' direction. Because 99% of us believe that uh, you, know, you shouldn't be giving your kid puberty blockers and doing mutilating surgery before puberty. You know? And most of us believe in uh, capitalism, and most of us believe in uh, the glory of owning your own business, and most of us certainly believe that the greatest thing you can do in your life is to have children and, and, and have a family and love that family. And love that family. Does it have to be a biological? No. Does it have to be two, uh, a man and a woman as the heads of the household? No. Uh, you know, if, if you're willing to commit somebody for life, I, you know, I, I, I ain't God. No. So you want to stay with somebody the rest of your life? You want to raise a family? You want to love those kids? I'm going to say that, you know, yeah, you're going to burn in hell for that. no, no. That said, Supreme Court has ruled four coal-producing states. Oh, we're all going to die. All of our kids are going to die. Oh, my God, the climate is going to change. Barack Obama is going to have to sell his two, his two homes on seafront property for $30 million. He's going to have to sell them because they're going to be inundated with water. Supreme Court Thursday uh, ruled for a major coal-producing states and sharply limited the Biden administration's authority to restrict the carbon pollution that is causing global warming, which is disputed because one minute it's global cooling, then it's global warming, and now it's just climate change. Why do they say global warming? Global warming has been disputed. They had to change it. The justice agreed with lawyers for West Virginia, said Congress did not give environmental regulators, regulators broad authority to reshape the system for producing electric power by switching from coal to natural gas, wind tur- turbines, and solar in- energy. Writing for the majority, Chief Justice John Roberts said Congress and not the EPA has the authority to decide on fighting climate change. Again, uh, it's a specious, all right? 
capping carbon monoxide emissions at the level that will force a nationwide transition away from the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sensible solution to the crisis of the day, he wrote, but it is not plausible that Congress gave EPA the authority to adopt on its own such regulatory scheme. Meaning, if you want to go live in a state where electricity is ungodly expensive and hyper-regulated, you can. They just did the same thing with abortion, and they just did the same thing with concealed carry. Yay! Yay, freedom. It's the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. It is 4th of July weekend coming up. I know that uh, many of you probably... uh, Maybe scooting out today, uh, maybe uh, trying to go to the airport. It might probably be a good idea to have your flight today, uh, and hopefully you'll be on a plane by Saturday. I'm thinking <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. Uh, it is not, uh, it's not, good. It's not a good time to travel. Victory for uh, the Trump administration, victory for uh, fossil fuels that are the only thing right now that really is effective as far as powering the nation. Uh, and that, of course, includes uh, gasoline, uh, that includes natural gas, that includes uh, coal, because there are no, um, let me see, there are no uh, let me see, solar-powered fishing vessels. I don't think so. And there are no solar-powered uh, powered tractors out there. No, it's all pretty much run by, uh, by uh, you know, uh, fossil fuels. Here's, uh, here's John Kerry yesterday. John Kerry flies around in a number of private jets, owns several mansions, has a penchant for being able to find billionaire air and marry them. Why didn't I know about him 24 years ago? Here he is talking about uh, the next big crisis in the world, which is, you know, those boats that go across the ocean that uh, deliver things, you know, like giant oil carriers. Uh, He wants to green them up. The ocean is a source of climate solutions, and they can help to keep the 1.5 degrees target alive. For example, we need to spur Why is Barack Obama not selling his two homes, his two homes, both on uh, seashore uh, in Hawaii and also in uh, Martha's Vineyard? Transition to green shipping. If shipping were a nation, shipping would be the eighth largest emitter in the world. In May, the United States and Norway... Yeah, okay, and there's no uh, green solutions to that right now. Those giant container ships, they're really big and they're really heavy. You see, and uh, they require a lot of energy to uh, go across the ocean. And right now you have to fill up those uh, tanker ships with fuel to carry that weight across the ocean. And a good share of that uh, transportation is uh, fuel. Fuel, by the way. You know, like from our National Reserve over to Europe, which uh, Joe Biden is, uh, is down with is down with. And, and by the way, things are not going to get better, much better because you have idiots in charge. Uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said on Thursday he's going to launch a billion-dollar pro, a pilot program to address uh, uh, racially segregated roads. He said that the, uh, the highway system in America is racist. I, did you notice that? Did you notice that? There was, a, there was a story, I think it was like in Delaware or something, there was a neighborhood and there was a bridge that was too low, so low that buses that presumably would fill, be filled with children of color couldn't go under the bridge to go swimming. I guess a smart thing would do to get in another car or even walk. Um, but this apparently was enough to stop uh, black people from swimming. So the roads are ro- racist. There's, there is that. <sighs> 
Let's move on to, uh, I think, what the the big story of the day, the meat and the potatoes, of course, which is uh, the the show trial. And once again, the guys, the, uh, <laughs> the Democrats do a face plan. We'll start with the theme song. There's no show trial like There's a show trial. There's no trial like a show trial, like no trial that I know. This is Jim Gossett. Everything about it is deceiving. The January 6th committee lies. A bunch of crap that no one is believing. The tales they're weaving, nobody buys. There's does. no people but Joe's people who'd fall for this lame show. Adam Schiff's a liar who's been caught before. Kinzinger is a major bore. Liz Cheney won't be in the Congress anymore. Horse this trial, it's for show. Yes, this trial is our show. So, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson decides to testify the other day. She was uh, around 23 years old when January the 6th uh, took place. Uh, presumably right out of college, uh, somehow was able to become this uh, uh, huge, huge influential individual in Washington, D.C. with an inside scoop on just about anything. Now, she had testified that she heard from someone from who heard from someone that Donald Trump wanted to go back to the Capitol after his speech on January the 6th and the Supreme, or the, the, uh, the driver, Secret Service agent who was a trained killing machine, uh, trained presumably in uh, hand-to-hand combat, uh, the president of the United States decided to come forward into the beast, which is separated by a bulletproof glass wall, and uh, and reach in to try to grab the steering wheel and say, go back to the Capitol because I'm the effing president. And then he tried to uh, signal that he was pointing at the, the Secret Service driver's clavicle, indicating that he was ready to strangle the Secret Service agent. And we're going to believe that. And also another horrible thing that happened to her is that she was called into an office where there was a broken plate on the floor and some ketchup on the wall. And she says that uh, Donald Trump was unhinged and he threw that plate at the wall. That's what he did. And Secret Service uh, Communications Chief stated on Wednesday, the agency, listen to this, now this is kind of interesting, was not asked to corroborate Cassidy Hutchinson's Thursday or Tuesday testimony before the January 6th committee, where she claimed, with second-hand knowledge, that former President Donald Trump tried to commandeer the beast after his rally that day. So the two Secret Service agents who said, "Uh, no, this didn't happen, well, they've just been... Confirmed in the Secret Service communications that said, yeah, the, uh, the January 6th committee, they just went ahead with their testimony, didn't ask us a damn thing. Which goes to show you that they are not listening to anything from the other side of the equation, not deciding if anything, what the other side has to say is cogent at all, and they're just presenting a one-sided kangaroo court. Duh! Did anyone think that was, uh, uh, it was anything else? We were not asked to reappear before the committee in response to yesterday's new information, and we plan on formally uh, responding on the record, Anthony Julemi wrote in the Politico, or in an email to the Politico, we have and will continue to make any member of the Secret Service available. 
Now, of course, NBC's reported that uh, uh, Bobby Engel, Trump's Secret Service man on duty on January 6th, would testify under oath to contradict Hutchinson's story of Trump's alleged attempt to commandeer the beast. This kills everything she said on Tuesday. This means everything that she said on Tuesday is suspect because she's lying. Politico reported Wednesday the committee had already interviewed the Secret Service agents in question. Ingle, whose testimony is not known to include the stunning details Hutchinson described, it's not clear why the select panel didn't seek further collaboration or corroboration with the Secret Service as it planned Hutchinson's hearing. It's because they don't want anything to counter her. They're only presenting one side. They're only presenting the prosecution. Don't you see this? Of course you do. Everybody sees it. Members of the select committee have said they welcome any f- more information about the Secret Service altercation that supports Cassidy Hutchinson that witnesses could provide under oath. Here's what ABC News reliably left of center and very anti-Trump had to say about it. One of those sources telling me that the president did return to the vehicle after his speech on the morning of January 6th and asked Agent Robert Engel if he could go to the Capitol. Engel said something to the effect of that being unwise or dangerous and that the motorcade was going to take the president back to the White House. A source close to the Secret Service just told me to expect that the Secret Service will push back against any allegation of an assault against an agent or President Trump reaching for the steering wheel. Which would mean that the story that she said on the stand that she heard from someone who heard it from someone else was false. Well, that's perjury. I mean, if she lies under oath, that's perjury. Well, no, it's not. Not if you don't have the people who are saying this didn't happen testify. Yeah. They don't need to prove a damn thing. And they're not going to either. Cassidy Hutchinson fabricated testimony about a conversation with the former White House counsel, Pat Cipollone. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, former White House aide, the star witness of the committee in the star chamber during a surprise hearing held on Tuesday, reportedly fabricated pieces of her own testimony about conversations she had with former White House counsel Pat Cipollone. Hutchinson claimed that Cipollone told her to tell Trump's boss, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, that former President Donald Trump should not go to the Capitol on January the 6th. Hutchinson uh, testified that Cipollone said, we're going to get charged with every crime imaginable if Trump went to the Capitol. However... Cipollone was reportedly not at the White House on the morning of January the 6th, according to the Human Events uh, Senior Editor Jack Posobiec. I know this guy is great. I can't pronounce his name. Multiple sources, including one who was at the White House on January 6th, tell me Cipollone was not there in the a.m. when Hutchinson testified she spoke with him. Posobiec tweeted on Wednesday evening, the January 6th committee is aware of this discrepancy, according to Posobiec, and are ignoring media inquiries about it. Seems she made up the entire conversation. Wow, just wow. Here is my buddy Rob Schmidt on Newsmax talking about it yesterday. Finally, NBC reporting that the Secret Service agents that Cassidy Hutchinson today testified were assaulted by Trump are ready to testify that Hutchinson is lying. We had it at the top. She's literally saying to her uh, counsel this morning, does this mean I won't get a job on MSNBC? To which the person says, nah, you've just actually, you're going to get a better contract out of this. The show, more desperation, more lies from another Democrat committee. Again, Christine Blasey Ford, Adam Schiff. We've seen this show a million times. But take a listen. It's called a Schiff show. How it was handled over at Fox. 
We are now hearing from the former president on very Fox still isn't correcting this, by the way. Various posts where he questions her uh, accuracy. He goes after her directly, says he doesn't know who she is, and said he didn't lunge at the Secret Service. Brett Bear actually had one of his toes bitten off as he was jumping the shark. Agent in the Beast, uh, that didn't happen. He says he didn't throw his lunch against the wall. That didn't happen, and that she's lying. Cassie Hutchinson is under oath on Capitol Hill. Ah, yeah. Of course she's under oath, yeah. (gasps) But there's nobody countering her. Uh, The president is on Truth Social uh, making his statements. Well, really quickly, just so fast, the tables turn. And now you've got both the agents that were in the car saying, "Um, yeah, that is a lie. Yeah, it is a lie. Here's Molly Hemingway, who I actually admire as a journalist, talking about the uh, joke trial. Uh, This committee has engaged in widespread manipulation of evidence. They're refusing to provide the testimony of people who dispute the narrative that they're... Now, remember also, Cassidy uh, Hutchinson said she's pregnant with Bigfoot's baby. ...trying to construct. Uh, They are... More believable than her story about the Secret Service. ...are really running roughshod over our American... Liz Warren said she'd pay for the abortion. ...in ideals of uh, what should happen when you accuse people of crimes and whether there should be um, ability to make a defense or have a cross-examination. I mean, those rights are enshrined in the Constitution. And our Not in this trial. Congressional committees are supposed to honor that in the way that they... Well, these aren't honorable people. ...conduct their hearings. That has not been the case since day one. And today, this was just absurd. And I have to say, if you believe... It was a chicken foot. ...believed this absolutely... Charlie Foxtrot. ...ludicrous story from this person... Even before it was disputed by everyone on the record, you should not be involved in in politics, in journalism. You should really think deeply about whether you're able to really analyze information at the level that you should. Now, after Molly talked, they found Brett Baer uh, in the fetal position sucking his thumb in the Fox studio. He was crying. Uh, On the way, uh, Joe Scarborough gets biblical. He gets biblical. He, he compares, like, uh, I don't know, Liz Cheney to Jesus or something. You got that uh, on the way. And more details. Uh, your calls are welcome, but I think she's more like somebody uh, on the other side of Jesus. Uh, maybe Judas. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down... Get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. One of those sources telling me that the president did return to the vehicle after his speech on the morning of January 6th and asked Agent Robert Engel if he could go to the Capitol. Engel said something to the effect of that being unwise or dangerous and that the motorcade was going to take the president back to the White House. Now, I believe that uh, uh, according to uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, she says that uh, this enraged Donald Trump so badly that he, as a 70-plus-year-old man, went from the back of uh, an armor-plated limousine, uh, punched his hole through a glass wall, reached through, attempted to grab the steering wheel, and then uh, attempted to uh, strangle the guy. Of course, uh, now the Secret Service's agents are saying, uh, you're high. A source close to the Secret Service just told me to expect that the Secret Service will push back against any allegation of an assault against an agent or President Trump reaching for the steering wheel. Yeah. In other words, it was a giant flaming pile of crap. Secret Service agent, uh, former White House uh, attorney, dispute major parts of January 6th witness testimony. After the testimony of the White House uh, aide, who not many people in the United States ever heard of, major parts of her testimony were rebuffed by those with the knowledge of what actually happened. 
The former aide said that she was told of the altercation in the SUV immediately afterward by a White House security official, but that Bobby Engel, the head of the detail, was in the room and didn't dispute the account at the time. Engel had grabbed Trump's arm to prevent him from gaining control of the armored vehicle, she was told, and Trump then used his uh, free hand to lunge at Engel. Then he was done with that. He punched a hole through the uh, the glass in the uh, in the sunroof and grabbed onto an awaiting helicopter where he grabbed Melania by the waist and carried her away as the, uh, the, the, uh, the limousine actually careened over uh, a bridge that had been blown up by a, uh, a fighter plane, like in the end of True Lies. That, that happened. That was Donald Trump. That was him. The account was uh, quickly disputed on Tuesday. Engel, the agent who was driving the presidential SUV, and Trump security official Tony Ornano, not to be confused with Tony Orlando, are willing to testify under oath that no agent was assaulted, and Trump never lunged for the steering wheel. Maybe he said, let's go out for lunch. Lunch. L- You're lunging at me. No, no, no. I said, I said lunch. A person familiar with the matter said the person would not discuss the matter publicly. It spoke to the Associated Press on condition of anonymity. Now we know that the the uh, the uh, Secret Service agents had uh, said this. We know that this is what they witnessed. And yet the J6 hearing people, knowing that Cassidy Hutchinson, nobody had ever heard of her before, was going to testify. And they didn't bother to corroborate the story with the Secret Service. They just went with Cassidy's story, which was hearsay of the third person. Yeah, kind of weird. Let's go to uh, Sean in Live Oak, California, the home of KSCO, one of our glorious affiliates. Uh, hello there, Sean. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hi there. And uh, a lot of things that are happening in this hearing sort of reminds me from an episode of Seinfeld. Okay. <laughs> and, and this was George Costanza. Yes. And, and he said... It's not a lie if you believe it. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that quote the other day. That was, uh, oh, my God. I saw that the other day. You're right. That is, that is perfect, and that is an, a perfect example because this is a woman who uh, is lying during her testimony, uh, and I believe the January 6th committee knows would have to know that the Secret Service are uh, disputing this, but they went ahead and put her there. Do you believe that she really believes what she says or that maybe she is attempting to uh, uh, secure a job or, or some sort of uh, infamy, which generally means uh, uh, famous and, and successful when you're on the left side of the political equation. What do you think, Sean? Well, I think it's mostly delusion. I, th- I think this is something that uh, the Democrat side suffers from a lot because uh, yeah, yeah. it just... Well, well, they're, it, they're it willing to invest. They're willing to invest in something uh, without any proof at all. They say this about the, uh, you know, the, the election of 2020. We have no proof. Uh, this is what they say about us who look at the reams of evidence and say, uh, no, there is. In this case, there is the opposite of this. There is proof. They just didn't bother to have the witnesses who could, uh, who could say, no, her story was bunk, and, and they didn't bother to put them on the stand, Sean. That's the difference. Thanks for the phone call. Here's George Costanza. Jerry, just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. That is fantastic. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Jerry, just remember, it's not a lie 
if you believe it. That's right. So you could say that about climate change. You could say that about uh, uh, all sorts of things. But uh, kind of a Democrat mantra, if you would, from uh, George Costanza of Seinfeld. We've got much more coming up, including a special guest, uh, uh, Sam Sorbo, the author of Words for Warriors, married to Kevin Sorbo. More on uh, the Jan 6th and uh, abortion coming up next on this Thursday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show on this Thursday. I want to remind you that if you're uh, you're bored this weekend, you're traveling this weekend, maybe you're just hanging out of the house, uh, whatever, listen to the podcast of the show, will you? We're doing the whole show. Every day, we're putting the entire show up on all of our digital platforms, all of your digital platforms, uh, Spotify and uh, I, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, iHeartMedia and whatnot. Just go to, uh, actually, we want to find a whole list of them. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Now, we've been talking about uh, this Cassidy uh, Hutchinson, her testimony on Tuesday for the January 6th committee, which uh, has been completely um, discredited because she apparently made it up. Uh, I had mentioned that uh, rumor has it Donald Trump not only attempted to strangle the Secret Service agent in the beast, uh, but he also uh, uh, punched out the skylight to grab an awaiting helicopter where Melania Trump, he grabbed her by the waist and pulled her through the sunroof and the uh, the beast careened off of a bridge that had been taken out by a, uh, a military aircraft. Here's the audio. Come on, baby. Donald Trump saying, come on, baby, grabbing, uh, grabbing her hand as she's screaming. And there's a helicopter, so... I got you! Gotcha, yeah, there you go. That's Donald Trump. That happened. That really happened. Just like, uh, you know, Cassidy said in her testimony, in case you didn't know. Yeah, and also, uh, if it wasn't enough for the left, and I think you'd get kind of tired of getting just, you know, your teeth kicked in every day. But apparently not. Um, In the last two weeks, think about this. Pretty, pretty, Pretty epic. Pretty, pretty epic. Voter ID in North Carolina upheld, okay? Uh, Concealed carry upheld by the Supreme Court, New York. People getting already starting to arm up, already uh, submitting their application for concealed carry in states like Maryland so they can save their lives in places like Baltimore where you really can't even go down in the Inner Harbor anymore without being worried you're going to get murdered. There's that. Oh, oh, and then there was the the thing, you know, just last week. You know the thing. You know, like Joe Biden says, the the thing that allows... uh, vouchers to be given to parents who want an alternative from public schools that are either failing or teaching children nonsense like CRT and transgenderism and sexuality when they're, you know, before puberty, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So now your voucher can be used, send your kid to a school. And if it has to be, if it's a Catholic school, then they can't say no. So you're not stuck anymore. See, now the government doesn't have the only means of production, you see. You can go somewhere else, you know? So, and then on top of this, I don't think I'm missing anything here. That's three big victories, right? That's pretty big stuff. Oh, Roe v. Wade, that, 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 that thing, what was that, that, what was that thing? It was like from the 1970s or something. That, uh, 
you know, allowed 63 million people to get murdered before they were born. Um, yeah, there was that. It got kind of reversed. That's the, uh, the end all as far as uh, your humanity. Uh, if you're a woman, if you're a Democrat, uh, that's the only reason you live is so you can abort a baby. That is it. That's the thing that makes it uh, makes you a woman. Although uh, we just swore in a new Supreme Court justice who could not define what a woman is. I, I'm thinking that uh, that's not good because she's supposed to be the first black woman on the Supreme Court. So anyway, and then today, Supreme Court ruled that uh, uh, coal-producing states can tell the uh, FDA, not the FDA, the, uh, the EPA to suck it because the EPA issues all of these extraordinary edicts that uh, make it impossible to do business and people's, uh, it impossible for people to have their uh, lights on. Stuff like that. The Supreme Court stripped the EPA of the power Congress gave it to respond to the most pressing environmental challenge of our time. This is according to Elena Kagan. She got her teeth kicked in along with uh, uh, Sonia Sotomayor and uh, Stephen Breyer, who's, who retired this morning to be replaced by uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson, which, by the way, is a wash. It's like it never even happened. So uh, another victory, folks. Kind of a bummer for our climate czar knows how to marry really rich women and fly around in private jets with a big old carbon footprint. I'm John Kerry and it's bizarre. Joe would make me his climate Never been in a private when jet. I committed treason, that's a fact. Violated the Logan Act. Dang me. Dang me. Dang it. They ought to take a rope and hang me. High from the highest tree. Sleeping with the enemy. Or Donald Trump could strangle you. You know, be a little easier. I'm John Kerry, I'm a total fraud. My son and Hunter stole lots of dough, and I became good friends with Joe. He admired my evil plan, make a dirty deal with Iran. Dang me, <laughs> dang me, they ought to take a rope and hang me. High from the highest tree, and weep for me. I'm John Kerry, and I should be hung. Okay, well, I don't want to go there, but anyway. Uh, that is uh, Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, two S's and two T's, uh, singing about, um, you know, John Kerry. And uh, it, it is amazing. And, you know, just think about this. What do you think about this? I came up with the, uh, the phrase, uh, let the meat cake liberals, years and years and years ago, because uh, I believe that we are living the story of a tale of two cities. For many years, we have uh, watched the, uh, the elites, the ruling class, uh, you know, live the high life while asking us to live with less while asking us all to live with less. So while you have to uh, drive a crappy electric car you can't afford because they cost a minimum of like $56,000, you know, uh, you, could, you can buy one of those crappy ones while uh, the people in Washington, D.C. can drive around in uh, big old limousines. Yeah, big old, uh, those, uh, they're, they're uh, suburbans. They got these suburbans and they get about 12 miles a gallon. They got big old V8 engines. And, uh, you know, um, they ride around in motorcades of them just for one person. Pete Buttigieg, he uh, he rides in a motorcade, but the you know you caught him right at the beginning of his tenure as a transportation secretary, where he's done nothing, by the way, except for today they're going to get a billion dollars to fight racism and roads. They're going to fight racism and roads. Well, they have to change the name of Blacktop. I'm just saying that's kind of racist, you know. Asphalt, you know, maybe it's not the ass's fault. I don't know. Some things you ought to think about. But anyway. 
<laughs> they fly around their private jets. John Kerrigan's fly around in private jets. When did you, have you ever flown in a private jet? I have never. I haven't even been in a private jet. Well, I guess I did. I visited uh, uh, Graceland uh, years ago, and I, I got under the Lisa Marie. You can do it as part of the, I think it's like 50 bucks to go through Graceland and $10 more to go through the jet. So I got on the Lisa Marie, <clears throat> which is a private jet of Elvis Presley. But I've never been in a private jet before. It must be really, really nice to fly to climate summits where they talk about the end of the world because of you know carbon footprints and everything and fly there in a private jet. It's got to be pretty sweet, so... I don't think he's going to be delayed like my wife's sister was yesterday with her flight canceled. So, uh, victory, another victory. Although Joe Biden is uh, going to continue to go after uh, fossil fuels, got some news out of Texas I'll try to get to uh, later on. They're going to try and shut down the largest oil-producing field in America, essentially, because they don't care that you're struggling. They really don't care where you're, uh, where you're struggling. Uh, two more little things on this uh, this uh, testimony by Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, even uh, even ABC and CBS and NBC are now saying that Cassidy Hutchinson's uh, testimony was specious, specious at best. And, uh, and of course, the mainstream media is going to do their level best to cover up this. Here is Joe Scarborough. And listen, it's really funny. They try to chase uh, you know prayer out of the classroom, and, and they can't believe that they allowed. Oh, I forgot the football coach. The football coach is allowed to pray on the field. That's another Supreme Court victory. So that's like six in the last two weeks. I forgot about that. That's a big one. But, you know, they want to chase uh, the praying off the football field. But uh, Joe Scarborough is certainly uh, absolutely willing to make religious comparisons when he's trying to make a point that ultimately will be proven wrong. Accurate. Yeah, that would be accurate. Uh, John Heilman, they told the chief of staff of the president of the United States that there were people with AR-15s with weapons. Had to throw the AR-15 in there because it's it's a talking point now because most Americans are misinformed about an AR-15 and the government has made it sound AR-15 bad. Marching toward the Capitol. Met Nobody had an AR-15. Nobody saw an AR-15. You're high. Those kept looking at his phone. Uh, could not care less. It, it, it was an extraordinary moment. Um, Is it like when you sold your soul to become a liberal? He... he uh, uh, what did you pay for that soul, by the way? Or what did whoever pay for that soul? Or what did you accept as payment for that soul? Oh, it's the one sitting next to you. Okay. He really played the role of a Pontius Pilate. Mm. Uh, while American democracy uh, about to be crucified <laughs> by this armed mob. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. American democracy is going to be crucified like Christ. Are you out of your nut? He just, he said, I'm going to wash my hands of it. Oh, uh, to wash the hands, you bet. Keep it going. Lay it on a little thicker. Uh, more dangerous. No, before you start getting ready to get your criminal defense attorneys and going to jail, I just want you to know our door is still open. If you lied. Now he's going to bring up another biblical comparison here that's, I mean, just so off, just off, uh, off the wall. If you need, as they say in the business, some time to refresh your recollection and make or make up a story that's more suitable for the January 6th committee, like what they want to hear. You go back and clean up previous testimony. The door's open. The water's warm. <laughs> Come on in. But like Noah's Ark. It's like Noah's Ark. Wow. It's like Noah's Ark. Now, <clears throat> interesting thing here. Before we switch to the economy and abortion. Um, 
Well, let's go ahead and let's 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 move let's move on let's move on. I, I, I lost the uh, the clip there that I was going to share with you. Um, but here's here's actually let's do this. The ratings for this have not been broadcast since uh, a week ago. All right, so the hearing started off with 20 million people. Then the following Monday it was 10 million people. Then the following Wednesday there was nobody paying attention to it, so they delayed it another day. They held the hearings. They had no ratings. Then they had the hearings on Tuesday. No ratings at all. Uh, I mean, we've heard nothing about it, which presumes and means that uh, nobody's paying attention to this. But Donnie Deutsch, this is Donnie Deutsch, uh, lovingly known as Donnie Douche, uh, saying that uh, that's a good thing because it means more people are interested. If you can get a reader or a viewer to be asking that question at every interval, what happens next? I can't wait to see what happens next. What's going to happen next? They are hooked. And and I think are are people really hooked now that uh, Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony has been declared uh, false? This was an this was a huge challenge for this committee. Again, I've never seen it before, but the thing they've done has been masterful in terms of isolating on specific stories, specific st- elements of the larger that have been proven false story they're trying to tell, and bringing people along beat by beat to the point where people who had no idea they were interested, are now riveted. Again, I I need to see some numbers because nobody's paying attention. And even people who aren't watching the hearings are getting a sense of what's going on in them because so many people are repeating the high points and they're focusing so intensely. No, they're they're repeating the talking points of the mainstream media and not investigating the story. And generally, if you are confronted by someone who who throws a talking point at you like that, uh, you can kill their argument like, I mean, Boom! Just like that. Uh, you know, oh, that was violence. No, no, no. You can really destroy their argument in just two seconds with just one or two words. It's, it's that simple. All right, going to move on to uh, the economy, how expensive this weekend is going to be for you. Got to get into uh, the abortion debate and uh, Liz Warren saying that they want to open up national parks and make them abortion clinics, among other things. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. I had played a, a soundbite from uh, what I thought was Donnie Deutsch. It was uh, John Heileman. So uh, they're really big on gets, uh, getting uh, bald uh, uh, German guys on the show, apparently. Uh, so not Donnie Deutsch. Although Deutsch doesn't have a, he's not bald, I guess, right? Uh, John Heileman was the guy who said, oh, yeah, people are really interested in the, uh, the January 6th hearing. And seriously, that's why we're covering up the ratings because, you know, everybody's watching it. It's so awesome. Yeah, not really. So uh, going into the weekend, most, most Americans are concerned about their ability to afford day-to-day things. Most Americans concerned about their ability. This according to a YouGov CBS, CBS poll. Survey asked respondents to identify whether they are confident or concerned about a range of issues regarding their spending habits in an era of a 41-year high inflation record-breaking gas prices. 61% or 65% they're concerned about their ability to afford day-to-day things. I don't think I have to worry about in Washington, D.C., right? When was the last time Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi had to worry about day-to-day expenses? You know, I guess it's sending an intern to Whole Foods to buy some $12 a pint ice cream. Is that, is that your thing? Yeah. Well, most people, day-to-day things are like, I don't know, just feeding yourself. A lot of people are actually skipping a meal. Skipping a meal. 66% are concerned about their ability to take a vacation or travel. Yeah, screw the vacation, you're done. And now, 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 John Kerry doesn't need a vacation. He flies all over the world, man. He gets wined and dined and the whole deal. He gets to fly to, you know, wherever. Gets put up in a nice hotel, eats five-star meals. 
You don't need a vacation when you just show up and lie about stuff. Get glad-handed. Yeah. 73% of us say we're concerned about the ability to purchase a big-ticket item, and 73% said that they're concerned about their ability to save money right now. So maybe you're thinking about that new stove. Maybe you're thinking about that new dishwasher because you need one. My family, we had a microwave that didn't work for a month. <laughs> we finally had home warranty come out, but we didn't buy a new one. Seven in ten working full or part-time are concerned about their plans for retirement. Well, forget about that. Unless you got a government job, government job, or maybe you're in academia, then you're set. Six in ten parents of children under the age of 18 are concerned about their ability to pay for child care. But you know the government's going to take care of that because Joe Biden says they're going to take care of child care. And by the way, the Democrats have been promising they're going to fix the child care for, I don't know, about 50 years. Here's Jerome Powell. He's the uh, chair of the Fed. And uh, he says that despite what I've just read to you, the economy's in great shape. So the U.S. economy is actually in in pretty strong shape. So if you look back a year, um, the U.S. economy grew more than 5.5%. It was really the big reopening year. And so we had expected this year. Yeah, 83% of Americans are cutting back on personal spending due to inflation, by the way. Yeah, this is a new. There's another poll, by the way, 83%. That that growth would moderate to a more sustainable path. It's AAA. It's not political um we also of course are, are raising interest rates and the aim of that is to slow because it's the only thing they have all right i could be the freaking fed chair i swear to god because whenever it's a democrat it's always the same thing you spend too much damn money you make the currency worthless inflation starts to go you raise interest rates so people have to pay more to buy houses people have to buy more to buy cars although the price of cars is obscene right now this is the only arrow in their quiver oh, growth down so that supply will have a chance to catch up. We, we hope that, that growth can still remain positive. Back, back to academia, I say. Um, but if you, so if you look at it, it, uh, the strength of the economy, households are in very strong financial Now, now listen to this, because he's going to tell you that everything's in good shape, except for one group of people. We won't worry about them. Shape. They've still got a lot of excess savings from, from you know, forced saving from not being able to travel and things like that, and also from fiscal... Nothing like forced savings. ...transfers. So households are overall, not, not every household, uh, and not, not the ones at the lower end of the income spectrum. But okay, okay, okay. You know, households, by and large, not, not those people at the lower end of the income spectrum. You know. uh, by the way, that would basically, I think, right now, con- considering uh, like under 40 grand a year, I'm, I'm not kidding, under 40 grand a year, a combined household income of 50 grand a year right now, doesn't mean anything. Overall, in strong state, the same thing is, is true of businesses. Very, very low uh, rates of default and things like that. Lots of cash on the balance sheet. Um, the labor market is tremendously strong, you know, still averaging very, very high. Yeah, yeah, because everything's so damned expensive, you have to work. Uh, uh, job growth per month. So overall, the U.S. economy is, is, in, uh, is, is well positioned. To- yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Uh, I'm not feeling it. And everything's more expensive this year. Uh, it looks like that uh, the the average price for a uh, uh, ten person cookout is up to seventy bucks. That's uh, ten dollars higher than uh, last year. Remember last year when Jen Saki uh, bragged that hot dogs were sixteen cents less than they were last year. Then gas being a dollar more. This- Does the White House think that sixteen cents off a barbecue has more of an impact on people's lives than gas being a dollar more this time? Uh, I would say if you don't like hot dogs, you may not care of the reduction of cost. You don't have to like hot dogs. You can't buy a hot dog for 16 cents. A reduction of... 
Yeah, she bragged. They bragged about a 16% or 16 cent drop in your cookout price last year. This year, it's through the ceiling. Uh, $69 for a party of 10. Okay, where, wherever you live, sure, sure. Uh, a little bit more on the economy. Going to move right into the abortion thing, some insanity from the left, and uh, doxing gun owners. That's what they want to do now, now that it's easier to get concealed carry. And a special guest, Sam Sorbo. Coming up next. Don't go anywhere. The Rob Carson Show. I guess would you call this kind of a uh, Friday? <laughs> See, I remember this when I when I did uh, morning radio, generally on Thursday before a three day weekend. It was kind of a blow off day. Uh, some days we'll see. Uh, maybe you have to work uh, your second job this weekend. I'm sure maybe many of you uh, you probably have. You know, uh, this is the uh, this is the Biden administration. You know, uh, Jen Psaki. We just heard Jen Psaki from you know, last year. She said you're going to save 16 cents. And that was a big deal. That's what they think of you. They think they don't know. They don't understand money because money's never an issue. They're, they're the kind of folks like, like Kim Kardashian. Do you suppose Kim Kardashian ever goes to the grocery store? Well, she never goes to the grocery store. But if she did, do you suppose she'd ever look at the prices? Do you suppose if she goes anywhere, she ever looks at the prices? You know, may, maybe maybe just kind of as a little uh, aside. Oh, yeah, look, it's only $10,000 for that pinky ring, you know, which would probably be cheap. Uh, but, but you and I don't live that way. You and, I, you and I don't live that way. Every, every penny's a big deal. But here's, here's uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre the other day when there was a possibility of talking about uh, getting rid of the federal uh, income, uh, the, the uh, tax on gas, which would save you 18 cents, which would save you $3 a week for the average family, $12 a month, uh, even after they've tacked on another $250 on the price of filling your car for a month. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre bragging about what 18 cents could do to change your life. Uh, he sees this as an opportunity, a straightforward, mm. uh, simple way to deal with uh, the pain that the, the American people is dealing with, giving them some relief at the pump. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's straightforward. It's simple. The president would like... What are you going to do with all that money? ...Congress to, to act. Uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, 18 cents uh, per gallon, which is going to go a long way. Yeah, yeah. But then they discovered that, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're going to allow people to keep money that they normally send to us? Yeah, let's go ahead and skip that. Let's go skip that. Hey, by the way, our special guest is here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the author of Words for Warriors, uh, the host of Schools Out on uh, Epic TV, uh, Sam Sorbo joins us on the phone. Hello, Sam. How are you? Well, it's great to be here with you. Sam, I know your husband from way back, by the way. Yeah, so do I, I actually. I, I know crazy. I used to live in Minneapolis. I used to do morning radio in Minneapolis. And I know that oh, he is a. Of course you did. He's a Minnesota native. I used to talk to him, and back in the day when he was Hercules, Hercules. That's so. right. Well, we're headed back there in a couple of weeks, so very excited about that. Love Lovely, and I hear the I hear the ice is finally off the lakes up there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but they're still they're still trying to wreck that uh, state, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, I know. And uh, when you've got a, a a literally the the ruling party in the state of Minnesota is the DFL, the the Democrat Farmers and Laborers Party. It doesn't get more hammers and sickle than that, does it, Sam? Yeah, I guess not. But All you know right. what? The, the good news is there's hope on the horizon. There is hope on the horizon, and I know that you are. And I saw your uh, your son, just an outstanding young man. Uh, his name Braden, talking about the the big workshop you're at, the Playbook for Home Learning. And, and you just right. got, you got a major victory in the Supreme Court uh, this last week or so with the Supreme Court saying that you could use vouchers even if your kid's school, the, the school that you choose, has, uh, is a religious school. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, every school is a religious school. Let's not uh, let's not miss words. Every school supports one worldview, a a worldview of mm-hmm. of whatever their choice is, right? And so the government schools promote the worldview that government is God and that government is the answer to all of your problems, and that's what they are promoting in government schools. It's a human secularism. And it is actually an aversion toward anything Christian or Jewish or Muslim, for that matter. It's an aversion toward what we call the world religions. But it is its own religion. And so I think that the Supreme Court, you know, came around and saw that. And uh, I think that this is a great victory. Um, Although, I will say, I don't believe that children belong in school. And that's why I did my, my playbook for home learning, is to try to teach parents that they can avoid the the slave system that the school imposes really on children because they impose beliefs on children they impose rigid structure on children and it would be fine if it were if it were a classical christian structure in one sense but in another sense they are extraordinarily limiting they for instance they kill creativity they kill curiosity and of course curiosity is the number one ingredient you need to start learning, to start education. But they put the kibosh on that. The moment that you step through the doors by telling you you have to raise your hand before you ask a question, you have to ask permission to ask a question, you're not allowed to just learn willy-nilly. You have to prepare to learn, and you have to sit there and be, and be taught, you know. And all of those things are limitations on us. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm excited about the Supreme Court. I'm excited about the Supreme Court ruling uh, to strike down Roe v. Wade, and now at least the uh, the issue goes back to the state. I have an interesting audio clip I want you to hear. This is Scott Ziegler, the uh, superintendent of uh, Loudoun County Schools. He's the guy who covered up the rape by the transgendered student of the girl that uh, whose father was uh, summarily beaten at a school board meeting and dragged out. Uh, is this Scott Ziegler talking? I, I believe this is yesterday uh, about uh, he, he let it slip about indoctrination. Hold on. Let me let me play this and uh, hopefully you can hear it. OK statement or some content addressing where we are in that process, uh, something brief. Uh, Dr. Ziegler, would you be interested in providing that to the community? Okay, wait for it. school. Uh, everything that Mr. Mehevdi mentioned is part of the rollout plan. So we have a, a pretty robust indoctrination plan. He said we have a pretty robust indoctrination plan before he uh, corrected himself. Uh, ready to go. Enculturation plan. For Enculturation <laughs> plan. It's, is that hilarious? Is that hilarious? Now, I follow that closely because uh, our anchor station is WCBM in Baltimore. And I lived in Washington, D.C. area for a dozen years, and it became a hotbed. And, and an interesting thing, uh, this wonderful woman named Azra Nomani, who is a liberal, who is a Democrat voter, she ended up being a champion for kids fighting against uh, idiocy like CRT and sexualizing our children. Um, when you saw what happened in Loudoun County and the state of Virginia, Virginia with the election of uh, a, of a, uh, a Republican governor on the schools issue, what did you think? Oh, that's such a broad question. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. I, okay. look, I know that child abuse has been going on in our schools for decades, for decades. In fact, I hold that we have all been school injured to one degree or another. And I don't hold the teachers necessarily accountable. There are some very evil, bad teachers that are teaching bad doctrine in our schools, right? But by and large, teachers enter the system in order to help people. The problem is the system. The system is terrible. The system is what enslaves us. The system is why we have half the nation that still insists on wearing masks, even though the studies have come out to show that people die more frequently with COVID if they are heavily masked uh, than, than people with COVID, you know, who don't wear the masks 
necessarily all the time. They don't die as frequently or, you know. So, so you know, the studies are out, but we are not, we have been um, dis, let's see, we've been taught not to go to the studies. We've been taught to go to the experts. And the experts that we've chosen, unfortunately, or the experts that have been chosen for us are terrible. They're not yeah. experts. I mean, I just heard the, the, the head of the Fed, I think, saying there was no way to predict inflation. No, not unless you were a thinking, waking person who actually had two, two brain cells to rub together. Yes. Holy smokes. It's yes. crazy. And yeah. so my, my idea is get them out of the system and, and get them into actual education, which is, which is unabashed learning about the world, and guide them in that pr- process. And that's, that's what I try, to, uh, how to, I try to inform parents that they are more than capable of doing this themselves. If they love their children, the children are worth it. So I, so I saw what was going on, and I saw the outrage, and I, I see a number of people running for school board, and I think that that's great. But take your children off the front lines, because there are still people in the school that wish ill on your child, and they will try to teach your child that that, that, that individual is not either a boy or a girl, that, that, that their gender is fluid, that they can cut off their, their body parts and become something else. Uh, self-mutilation, all of those things are running rampant through the system today. And I don't care if you're in a small town, if you're in a big city, nobody ever predicted that Loudoun County was going to go this way. Nobody ever predicted the other the other things that have been happening in the various school systems. Nobody predicted Uvalde. But I'll tell you something. You teach young men that there is no hope, that yes. life is just yes. a series of accidents and has no value yep. and tell them that survival of the fittest and bullying is the law of the land. And it's no wonder that these disgruntled teenagers go in and shoot up schools. Yeah. So we have to be very careful going forward. And it's, you, you know, you, you have to save your families. The family is the structure. The school's yes. actual intent has been to destroy the family structure. They've robbed the children from the parents. They've robbed the parents from the children. And they've made the parents complicit in this grand larceny. Yeah. If you don't believe me, go watch Truth and Lies in Education. It's a fabulous documentary Great. about a, a young woman who just goes on a search to try to figure out why there are some people who are so interested in homeschooling when it's so much easier to just send your kids into the system, right, to get yeah. an education. Yeah. And by it the is, way, uh, the, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. The, the way that we think about education, the very way that we think about education is wrong. Because why? Because we've all been schooled, not yes. educated by what we call our education system. They taught us how to think about education. They taught us to rely on them. They taught us that they yes. are the harbingers of truth, and they're not. And we're no. finally seeing that with everything that's happening in the schools today. We're finally opening up our eyes. But we have to take a step further back and say, well, wait a minute. If all the lies that they're teaching right now are true, are, are happening, right? then maybe they were teaching lies a decade ago. Yeah, you think? Maybe two decades ago. Uh-huh. Go back 100 years. Sure, we can do that too. And the whole system comes crumbling down, and yeah. you're set free. And that's what I'm about. I'm about emancipation for the individuals and for the families. You know, the uh, the thing that I said the day after Uvalde was, is it any surprise that two men, you know, one in uh, in Buffalo and one in Uvalde, Texas, who presumably were freshmen or sophomore in school, when they were told that they couldn't go to school because they were all going to die because of a uh, an ungodly virus that was going to kill everyone, all of your friends, all of your family, all of this. You had to wear a mask. Even a year after they discovered that masks were completely worthless, uh, they, they load up kids 
kids, they discovered years ago that if they call it ADD, uh, instead of, I don't know, just being a kid, uh, that they yes. would uh, be able to medicate the children. You know, that's what recess was for, Sam. Recess was ADD meds. They gave you one in the morning at 15, uh, for 15 oh, minutes. God they gave you, you one at lunch for a half an hour. God they gave you one in the afternoon. Dear God in heaven. You Come know on. what I like to say? Oh, and you can use it if you want. I say that you call it an attention deficit disorder. I say people that can actually focus on something like read a book for several hours, they have a disorder. It's called attention surplus syndrome. You spell it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a bunch minute. of crap. Wait a minute. You just grouped me in that class. Don't do well, that. you know what? I, I, I get tired of being told, listen, Sam, I can do a lot of things. Not very well, but I can do a lot of things at one time. I can get like, oh, there's a squirrel. Hold on. I want to hammer a nail. But as far as calling that a disorder, I don't think it's a disorder, Sam. No, I don't think it's a disorder that young men really should be out climbing trees and don't. And God in heaven. The whole system is geared against them. And we've yes. known this for a while now, right? The entire system is geared against male and masculinity. And, and we have to stop that. We have to cut that out. Because Amen. if we emasculate our young men, then yes. where are the feminists going to go? Yes. <laughs> There's nothing to fight against, right? <laughs> if we make all of our men feminine, then, Sa- then the game's up. The game's Sam- up, so there's nowhere, right? And then we'll just stop pre- procreating, which it, it, it is to be the end result, right? Well, you know, they even, they even call masculinity toxic. And I got to tell you, uh, there's some toxic femininity out there. For instance, my wife makes me watch three hours of HGTV every night. That's about as toxic femininity as you can possibly get. <laughs> Sam, I want to have you on again uh, on the show because I think you're fascinating. Um, I haven't talked to your husband in many, many years, uh, but I, I, it's, it's great to uh, reconnect and also to connect with you. Um, we've had a bunch of big victories in the last uh, week, uh, two weeks with the Supreme Court on Roe v. Wade. By the way, you may not know this. I'm the product of a sexual assault. That's why I was giving up for adoption. So I just found that out a couple of years ago. Kind of another queer, quiver in my pro-life uh, uh, wow. you know, or another, another arrow. Uh, you've got um, the, 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 the uh, vouchers. You Just today, a carbon. Uh, uh, you, uh, the FDA or the EPA cannot regulate uh, uh, coal-fired plants in different states. Um, this and, uh, and a voter ID. It sounds like we're making some headway as conservatives, Sam. Do you, do you feel uh, some optimism optimism with not only Supreme Court decisions, but also just polling, just just the American people in general. What do you think? I'm, I'm intensely optimistic because I don't think that you can crush freedom uh, quite so easily in the United States. It's, it's sort of in our blood. That said, they have been educating us away from it for o- over a century, I would say. And so we are in dangerous territory and we need yes. to start fighting for our families. And that's why, um, and I, I really urge people, go to samsorbo.com, yes. sign up for the newsletters, sign up for Underground Education, which is my online underground education railroad, if you will, to emancipate people from the slave system that is our current school system, wow. from the abuse that happens in the schools. And, um, and tune into the TV show also, Epic TV uh, carries the show. It's called Schools Out with Sam Sorbo. You can find everything at samsorbo.com. We need to educate ourselves. We haven't been educated. I don't care if you have a Ph.D. You haven't been educated if you went to government schools in the United States. You've been schooled. You've been schooled to believe certain things. And those things are wrong, many of them. Not everything, obviously. We have people who know stuff and, and are very good at their jobs and are very good. But I'll tell you something. We've been schooled. We've been schooled away from spirituality, for instance. You started this whole conversation with the indoctrination. That's been happening for decades. That's been happening 
since they took the Bible out of schools, right? Hey, Sam, we've got to run. We're up against a hard break. I greatly appreciate you joining me again. Let's have you on, like, again soon and often. I love this. Sam, samsorbo.com, samsorbo.com. And remember, to all those kids who have ADD, uh, just tell the people who don't that you are, uh, you know, you're an ass. There you go. Thanks for joining me. And to tell Kevin I said hi, have a glorious weekend, okay? All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Well, I didn't expect that from Sam Sorbo. Dang, she was awesome. Sam Sorbo kicks butt. That was uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. We're going to have her on again and again and again. Just absolutely, uh, absolutely awesome uh, what she said about uh, education, getting your kids out of public schools. And, and this is interesting. And I grew up in southwest Iowa, and uh, my graduating class had 70 kids. And um, we didn't go through the indoctrination thing in my school. We didn't. Uh, when, I, when I was at home, we'd watch TV, and between the cartoons was Schoolhouse Rock, and it was patriotic, and it was multicultural, uh, uh, and uh, Sesame Street, multicultural. Television was multicultural. We watched uh, uh, the Jeffersons and uh, Good Times and Roots and All in the Family and all of these things. Uh, you know, it, it was all multicultural. And at school, you know, we had the alphabet uh, up there. We had the American flag. We said the, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. Um, and uh, and all the boys knew they were boys, and all the girls they knew they were cool. Sure, there were gay, there were some gay people in the you know yeah sure whatever. <clears throat> but honestly, just this this nonsense, just this nonsense that's going on uh, in public schools is just that. I just wish more teachers and more uh, administrators were a little bit more uh, receptive and, and and fighting back a little more, maybe a little more vocally. And, and I'm not, you know maybe you are a teacher, maybe you are. Uh, I don't want to pin this on teachers. You're being you're being pressured to do a lot of things, uh, many things I'm sure you probably don't don't approve of. And I honestly believe that uh, you know if you can believe that 99 percent of police officers are in there to protect uh, the public safety and they're in there to do the right thing, then you could say the same thing about teachers. They're not necessarily there to indoctrinate children, but they are given orders, <clears throat> and those orders are passed down from uh, the people who are much more powerful than they are. That includes the uh, the DEA. That includes uh, the uh, teachers' unions and whatnot. So samsorbo.com, samsorbo.com, if you want to check that out. Um, uh, I've got a lot of stuff I need to get to. We're running a little bit late here. I want to get into uh, Wanda Sykes the other night on, uh, on, I believe, it was Stephen Colbert's show, who exemplified the American left and why we should never get rid of the filibuster. I know that sounds weird. You don't expect that kind of smart to come out of somebody like uh like uh, Wanda Sykes, and trust me, she's not taking the smart tack, but it'll serve it as, a, as an example as well. Uh, the phone number here is 800-922-6680. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Yeah, you know, if you've ever been accused of having a attention deficit disorder... By the way, and, and listen, I know there's some kids need meds, but, you know, ADD used to be, uh, you know, kids, you know, kids having a short attention span. The reason why they have a, a recess, 15 minutes in the morning, noon, you get a half an hour, 15 minutes in the afternoon because they got to burn off that energy if they're going to sit in a chair all day. See what I mean? 
So uh, the next time somebody says maybe you have ADD, just tell them you have attention surplus syndrome. I may be ADD, but you're ASS. Last hour of the show right ahead, doxing gun owners, a little bit more on the, well, certainly the abortion front. Uh, and also, oh, oh yes, a, uh, a police department has a gay cruiser. It's a car. Yeah, that's coming up on the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show on this Thursday, and it is uh, action-packed. Action-packed, I tell you. Um, we've got uh, oh, just a bunch of abortion stuff we want to get to. <laughs> you know, it's kind of interesting, and I'm still kind of thinking about this. You know, I had a discussion with uh, someone very important to me in my life. Uh, who just happens to be a woman, and um, she uh, yelled at me uh, with regard to uh, the abortion and said that because I'm a man, I have no say in the uh, argument. And I was going, okay, well, I'll, just, I'll let you have it. I'm not going to get into a, a big argument about it because I've only been talking about this, I don't know, all my life since I was adopted after, you know, my mother was sexually assaulted and, uh, you know, all of that. But uh, I kind of let it go and I let, let the, the victory, you, you got the victory, okay, I have a penis, I have nothing to say. But here's the deal. When a woman owns the means of production, Shouldn't you have a say in it? Because we're all products of the means of production, right? I mean, you and I ultimately are impacted 100% by the birthing process. Yeah, I believe every single one of us have been through the birthing process. And uh, we have all become uh, human beings, you know? And uh, the, the kids who are in the womb that were aborted never got this opportunity. Because someone who was in in charge of the means of production, said, hey, you know, we're not going to make this one. We're not going to make this one. Which directly impact a person who could have been viable. So I guess what we really need to work on, if you're going to be, uh, you know, all down with abortion and everything, is possibly another means of production. You know, maybe we need to literally grow uh, human beings outside of the womb, like in those terrifying, terrifying sci-fi movies we've seen, or like in The Matrix. You know, where you just in a pod and the back of your head is plugged in. What do you think about that? <laughs> just, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But think about it. It is. It's the means of production. There's a, if I, I can't say anything. But wait, I, I went through the birthing process, you see. I we should have something to say about that. And I might also add that I am an inseminating person. So maybe, you know, yeah. Another victory for uh, Donald Trump. Um, the judge ruled that Donald Trump is no longer in contempt of court for failing to comply with the uh, New York AG subpoenas demanding documents from the president's company. You see, uh, I believe it was Stalin who said that, uh, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. And that's what this uh, this person is doing. Attorney General Letitia James has a, uh, uh, a target on Donald Trump. It has. She ran on persecuting Donald Trump, even though he hasn't done anything wrong. They just hoped he had. They were going to persecute him and, and search everything he's done to find any slip, including something as, uh, as minor as uh, saying that a building, well, they're only assuming, they're only uh, uh, guessing that he may have said that a property was worth more so he could convince the bank to give him the money. But, you know, banks usually look into that, and they usually go, you know, mm, I don't think it is. And they usually uh, look at, you know, this is an investment of their money because they could end up losing it. 
you see. So, uh, Letitia James, bye-bye, you lose. Donald Trump already has, um, apparently, uh, he was being th- fined $10,000 a day until he complied with uh, James' subpoena. Uh, it had accompanied, it accumulated to $110,000, um, and then... Uh, this happened, so I don't know if you'll get his money back or whatever, but the uh, uh, Letitia James has spent more than three years investigating the Trump organization and harassing him, and he should be able to sue their bloody rear ends off. Literally. All right. Oh, and uh, the White House is trying to distract any angry pro-life leftist by warning Republican uh, ultra-maga agenda. They brought it back. So they're calling the taking away uh, uh, Roe v. Wade, uh, the taking away from women's rights in every state, and it's part of the ultra-MAGA agenda. They don't realize that MAGA is really positive to those who are uh, Donald Trump supporters, and if you call it ultra-MAGA, it even makes it better. It's like, uh, you know, when uh, Pac-Man eats one of those ghosts and goes, you know, and they, that's what happens when you say ultra-maggot to somebody who supports Donald Trump. They're just like the, uh, the Pac-Man when he eats one of the ghosts when they turn blue. <laughs> Poll by Gallup on Tuesday found the world is a sadder and more worried and more stressed out place than last year. There is a, a negative experience index. It's at a record high of 33 points in the first year that uh, uh, Joe Biden was the president. They looked at adult response uh, from 20, 122 countries and uh, 2021, 43% described themselves as worried, 41% as stressed, 28% as sad, 23% as angry, 31% said they were in uh, considerable physical pain. Uh, one of the biggest countries that felt that, that'd be Afghanistan. Yeah, Afghanistan. We uh, we pulled our forces out of there. All we needed was a base. All we needed was that Air Force base. And we could have kept uh, women going to school and stuff and people not from getting murdered in public squares and stoned to death and, you know, women being able to be, uh, you know, productive members of society, have jobs and all that. But uh, Joe Biden made that go away. And then he took the people who do that and he gave them $85 billion worth of uh, military hardware, which they've summarily sold. A good share of it. Uh, uh, Perhaps unsurprisingly, the abandonment uh, of the people of Afghanistan, they felt uh, especially miserable under their new masters, the brutal extremists of the Taliban. Uh, Not only are they sick, starving, and fearful for their lives, but Afghans are losing the remaining joy they had. Yeah, and they were already the least positive country in the world, although the Central African Republic posted the all-time lowest happiness score in 2017. Uh, yeah, so the percentage of Afghans uh, who said they felt uh, enjoyment, smiled or laughed, learned something interesting or felt well rested the previous day all dropped to record lows because, well, you know, it's Afghanistan and Joe Biden did what he did. Did what he did. Oh, Wanda Sykes. This is Wanda Sykes. Then we've been talking about uh, why the Electoral College is, pos- is positive and why the left really hates the Electoral College. And the reason why it was created is that so that the country wasn't run by New York and Los Angeles, even though they didn't know there was a Los Angeles, there would be a Los Angeles. They knew that if population centers voted a certain way, it could upset the balance of power across the country. Well, here is here is Wanda Sykes. Now she is a tone deaf liberal in uh, this is in L.A. And I want you to think about this because flyover country basically about twenty eight hundred miles of uh, maybe twenty maybe twenty four hundred miles of a country that's three thousand miles across isn't that what it is is that how big the u.s is anyway uh basically you got bookends on a country that is by and large um relatively they love the country 
and they look at the Constitution as a good thing, and they, uh, they're patriotic, and they're proud of living here, and they're grateful to be here, but not Wanda Sykes. Listen to the tone deafness. This is spectacular. Well, to me, it's like the problem is that middle stuff. It's, it's those states in the middle. Okay, so the problem is the middle stuff. I'm like an Oreo here. You know, I'm the middle stuff. That, that, that red stuff. Mm-hmm. Why, why do they get to tell us what to do? Um, because they, they feed your sorry butt. How about that? When the majority of us live out, you know, New York, California, and we're paying for all this crap, really. I mean, right? How about we shut off all supplies, all, all food to the East Coast and just feed the people in the Midwest. Let's just do that. Let's just do that. The center of the country. Let's just do that. Oh, yeah. And also the oil exploration and basically all the productivity of the country as far as manufacturing is concerned. We're we're footing the bill. Well, that's that's the union. It's it's supposed to be a representative democracy, but it turns out to be... No, it's not. It's not. It's a representative republic. Minority rule right now. Right, right. But if we fit in the bill, you know, and and, and like... You're not fitting the bill. Uh, you're not fitting the bill. Uh, the middle class is fitting the bill, or filling the bill, or or paying the bill. California, if it were a country, be what the like the fifth largest, yeah. fourth, fifth largest economy. So, if you know, if I'm fitting the bill, know your position. You know what I'm saying? Wow, what's my position? What's this? Are you like telling me I got to get to the back of the bus, or or uh, you know, I I should just shut up? You know, you know for real, like. If I say, hey, let's go out to dinner, you don't get to pick the restaurant. Just shut up and eat. How about uh, you don't eat? How about that? How about you don't eat? Wanda. And by the way, most of your tax money goes to idiotic programs in the state of California. I got to tell you, tone deaf, tone deaf. Elizabeth Warren and others, uh, they have an idea. They want to use America's beautiful national parks to erect abortion clinics. I don't know if you knew this. She said they could put up tents, have trained personnel be there to help people who need it. It's time to declare a medical emergency, even though abortion's still legal. It is still legal. You've got to go to a state where there aren't restrictions on abortion that don't meet your needs. I'm not crazy about that, but that's what they're doing. Here's Elizabeth Warren talking about this idiotic idea, forgetting the fact that uh, we all own the national parks and we all technically own federal land. I also think at this moment, the federal government needs to be exploring what they can do to make federal lands available to help ensure access to abortion. Yeah, okay. Well, and uh, like I said yesterday, I want federal lands to be used in states like California to uh, erect uh, gun sale, uh, gun shops, uh, gun warehouses. They could be in tents, whatever. They could do the whole deal. But uh, in, uh, in states that are, uh, are Democrat, then uh, since it's harder to get a gun there, then we should put gun shops on federal land. And by the way, one of those rights or one of those, uh, one of those uh, issues is actually constitutional. The uh, ability to uh, carry a firearm is a constitutional right. It's in the Bill of Rights. And the, uh, the abortion thing, not so much. Uh, Roe v. Wade was a court decision. It could be upheld and has been upheld. But it, it, when you can uphold a ruling, you could also rescind it. That's just the way it works. That is just the way it works works. All right, let's take a break. The number here, if you'd like to sound off on anything, is 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
part of the Rob Carson Show. Call 1-800-922-6680. That's 1-800-922-6680. All right, so uh, this just in the Supreme Court. Uh, Biden can end the Trump era, remain in Mexico, immigration policy. So uh, they can they can end that. Uh, I believe they had already essentially done that. It's not going to. Uh, uh, it's going to make the situation at the border much more. And and realize, of course, that this is a wholesale invasion of our country. This is a breach of our sovereignty. This is an affront to you, and to our country. And Joe Biden should be, and hopefully will be, impeached and removed from office before it. I'm 100% serious about it. This is nonsense. You are a second-class citizen compared to people who want to come here illegally. Unbelievable. Representative Mike Waltz said, uh, disappointed in the SCOTUS remain a Mexico decision that will make the humanitarian crisis on our border border for, far worse. But here's what we're not going to do. Tear down our institutions in the filibuster or stack the court just because we disagree with their ruling. Uh, sure. And I'm also going to tell you that we are going to, I mean, while we are experiencing some major victories in the last two weeks, things are going to get ugly this summer. Uh, and we've already seen it. I do. I am kind of impressed, actually, that the big night of rage with regard to Roe v. Wade was kind of a fart in the wind. Kind of. I'm not saying that uh, George Soros might try to do the same things they did in uh, in 2020. Uh, and most probably he will. And uh, Biden administration already has some plans in the wings for uh, rigging the election. I've got the story on that. I don't I don't want to get into it unless I really have completely digested it. But they're going to try everything. Things are going to get ugly and things are going to get more expensive. I mean, much more expensive. I. I'm already seeing it. I'm already seeing it. I always, uh, you know, I come from a, a family of limited means. We grew up on a farm. I grew up on a farm in Iowa. And uh, I, I appreciate that. Um, and and I've, uh, I've seen financial hardship. I've never been irresponsible. I've never have filed for bankruptcy. I'm not saying that's uh, irresponsible. You know, it's a, it's a tool to, uh, you know, restructure your debt. But, you know, I come from limited means. We were the kids, you know, we never got the, uh, we went to the half price store, which is discount store to buy, uh, you know, the, the, the shoes that were definitely not Nikes, you know. And, and we went to the, the warehouse market. They used to have these things called warehouse markets. You'd go into this grocery store, and it was just shelves with boxes of food on them. You just grab, open the box of peas, it'd be open on one, and you just grab some peas, generic, you know, and all that stuff. And, and so, you know, uh, we, we went through some difficulty. We moved here from uh, D.C. to Kansas City, and the radio station I worked for, they decided I was too expensive, left me here. You know, uh, in radio, you've got to move for the job generally. You've, you've got to uproot. If you're going to work at a local radio station, you've got to uproot. And I said, I'm not going to do it. So I had to sell cars for three years. And I, and I did the podcast, got noticed by Newsmax. Thank you, Chris Ruddy. God bless you. Saved me. Thank you. Took a TV person to recognize what a radio person could do. But I still go to Walmart. And, uh, and I'm not saying I'm wealthy by any means, but we do have enough to pay our bills. And, and for the first time in our lives, we're out from under bo- most of our debt. We, you know, we got a, a house, we got a couple cars, old cars. <laughs> but I still go to the store and I go, wow, oh, man, there is no way that I'm going to pay you that for hamburger. They, and, and walking into sa- salmon, I, you know, we don't do salmon, we're not doing steak. And it's ain't going to happen. But, uh, you know, this is, these are the things that we're having to deal with right now. 
and uh, you know it's it's, it's you know, manifesting itself in a, in a number of different ways, including uh, cutting back, including not going on the vacation this year. But I, I, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through it. We're having some victories, but uh, but th- we we have someone in office. We have a group of people in office who've been waiting for this moment since 1968 or around there. And right now they are watching the dominoes fall. They're watching, you know, Roe v. Wade go bye-bye. They're watching concealed carry restrictions go bye-bye. They're walk, walking, watching their dominance as far as controlling your child's education. And, and uh, they're seeing that fall. And they're seeing a uh, voter ID fall. You have to bring an ID if you want to vote. So my vote won't get stolen. We saw a victory this morning about uh, uh, coal-fired uh, plants in different states cannot be regulated nationally by the FDA. Hell Yes. Hopefully that'll mean more. Hopefully that'll mean more. Hopefully that'll extend to uh, uh, exploration for uh, natural gas or fossil fuels on private land. Although Joe Biden's going to make it incredibly difficult to do on a federal land. And he already has. Oh, and you think that we're, we're stuck at $5 or $6 or $7 a gallon? You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Because you know the solution to our energy independence. They know the solution to our energy independence. But they don't want that. They want the green new energy deal, which basically gives the government the ability to control every part of your life for the sake of the planet. So if it's a little hot this week where you are, and maybe not, you know, the uh, next state over, that's climate change. Or if you got a little cold snap in, uh, in your area of the country, it's not just, hey, okay, it happens. It's climate change. And if it rains too much one day, it's climate change. And if it doesn't rain the next day, it's climate change. You see what I'm getting at? You see what I'm getting at? It's like, uh, you know, making uh, fossil fuels prohibitively expensive. It's going to impact everything, meaning 99% of vehicles that have motors are run by fossil fuel. That's just the way it is. There is no other alternative. But if you make it prohibitively expensive, they can control how much you are able to consume, how much what you're able to drive, if you're able to produce food, if you're able to build stuff, if you're able to pay roads. You get it? How much your phone's going to cost? How much your computer's going to cost? How much everything you have is going to cost? Because everything you own, everything in your life was brought by truck or train. Yeah, kind of funny that way. On the way, I've got some uh, news about um, 50 or 40,000 National Guard troops that could be forced out of service because of the vaccine mandate. What's going to happen? That happens today. I'd like to hear from you if you're a National Guard member. If you're unvaxxed, the number is 800-922-6680, 1-800-922-6680. I've got some uh, uh, more news about vaccine efficacy and uh, how much vaccine our government is blowing on another booster for the fall. Your tax money. How rich 
is Pfizer going to get in the fourth quarter because of cronyism? That's all on the way. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. You get a chance to check out the uh, podcast if you're uh, hanging out with family or friends this weekend or working your third job. Uh, it's called the Rob Carson Show Podcast. Um, we're doing the whole show now. Uh, tightened it up a little bit, obviously, but uh, uh, just go to any of your podcast favorites. If you go to Spotify, you go to iHeartMedia, you go to Apple Podcasts, uh, go there and check it out. Uh, the Rob Carson Show Podcast. I'd greatly appreciate it. It's uh, it's growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, you see, I got some reviews. Let me. Oh, here's some reviews. Here's some reviews from Apple Podcasts from you guys. From you guys. Uh, here's one. Uh, Rob identifies as funny. Okay, uh, Rob Carson's put a lot of content into this sucker. He identifies as a comedian and comedy writer, and his show reflects that. Yeah, pretty much. But I also do serious stuff. Uh, my husband and I love your shows. Thanks for the real news making us laugh. Keep up the good work. Oh, here's one. It's titled The Next Rush Limbaugh. I wish. Uh, I didn't uh, think we would have another voice like we had in Rush Limbaugh. Many uh, are almost as good, but not there. But Rob meets the bar and says everything I think. Well, I don't need that, but uh, whatever. Who cares? I'm reading your mind. Don't tell anybody. Shh. Just between you and me. Got it? Okay, thanks. Thanks, Rob. This is the first show I listen to when it comes on the radio. Yay, yay, yay. Uh, this show is my rock. I can't wait to get home and uh, from the grocery store uh, where I see empty shelves. Put on the Newsmax Daily Podcast, which is now called the Rob Carson Show. Perfect combination of news and comedy. There you go. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Is there any more here? I got a bunch of them. I want to read them all. Uh, Rob Carson fills the void that losing Rush Limbaugh left in the afternoon uh, listening entertainment. Well, you know, I, I get it. I get it. And I wrote for Rush. I brought the comedy his show, and now I'm able to do it for my show. Somebody asked me the other day when, you know, when you're doing stuff, when you talk on the air. This is a point of personal privilege real quick. Um, you know, because sometimes I'll say things that are different than what Rush would have said because I'm a different person. Okay, it's my show. But my comedy was featured on his show for over 20 years. But they'll say, when you, when you say something, do you think what would Rush do? And I, uh, no, I don't. Because um, I know that there are some things Rush would not say. I know that there are some things that I wouldn't say that maybe Rush would have said. Uh, when I say, for instance, some people don't like when I say D-word for Richard when I describe somebody who is a, a just a complete uh, tool. So I'll say D-word for Richard. Some people didn't like D-word for Richard. Because uh, one guy wrote me yesterday, he says that D for Richard doesn't work because, you know, kind of, uh, I, my name's Richard, and I think it kind of demeans all guys named Richard. And I'm like, no, no, whatever. Now, these little things... Little things. Uh, somebody was angry at me because I said curb stomped. When I said cur- when the, when the, uh, the liberal agenda is getting curb stomped, what, what would Rush say? He wouldn't say curb stomp. I, I don't, you know, I, I choose things because I, I choose my words carefully. Sometimes I, I slip up, but I use them deliberately. And, and I don't consider what somebody else would say when I do it. Uh, but, you know, I was a 23-year-old kid when I started writing for uh, Rush. I was writing comedy at the time. He wasn't really running comedy at the time. He was running like Spatula City from uh, UHF, the movie with Weird Al. Remember Spatula? Spatula City, Spatula City. That was a bit from Weird Al's UHF, the movie. And then I came along and I, and I wrote Capitol Hill Bank, Capitol Hill Post Office. And that's when we, you know, we took it from there. So I don't, I don't think what Rush would say when I do my show, because it's my show. 
It'd be like, uh, you know, if I hosted the Tonight Show, what would, John, what would Johnny say? Yes, yes. I'd do my own show. Uh, and hopefully honor um, the time slot. I hope that I'm honoring the time slot. I think some people think I am. I think so. Let's go to uh, Victor in Silver Spring. He's been waiting online forever. Victor, how are you today? Uh, happy 4th of July weekend to you. What's up? And happy 4th to you and have a 5th on me. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, I've been listening to all this Wook stuff that's been going on. Yes. And I got one more Wook example that I heard yesterday. Okay. I was listening to the Nats uh, play Pittsburgh yesterday, and apparently a new rule is coming next year. It's going to be easier to steal bases now. Leave it to the Democrats. They're great at stealing. Wait so, a minute, wait a minute. Are they, doing, are they doing the thing where they allow some players to smash and grab the bases? I'm not sure if they're going to go that far, but what they're going to do is make the <laughs> bases bigger. So it'll be easier to get back to the base or steal a base if you're in the mood. But get this, the pitcher's what? going to be allowed only two throws to first, and then the uh, clock will say, no, can't do it anymore, uh, the runner can go. So it's going to be a lot easier to steal now. It's going to be a <laughs> So you, you don't like this ruling that you can steal bases easier now, and you're, you're equating this to the new woke agenda, is that the deal? Yeah. Okay. It's just thought, another thing, and I don't like the designated hitter. Well, nobody ever has. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like the, the fact runner on second for the 10th inning. Yeah. I mean, what is this, Little League now? Yeah, I know, exactly. I'm big, I'm big for the designated driver, not the hitter, though, Victor. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. if you can find it quickly, um, wow. apparently um, I was listening to Sean Casey this morning, and he yeah, played yeah. part two of a clip where Trump um, – really went after uh, Lockdown Larry. Oh, did he? Uh, Larry Hogan, the uh, yeah. writer governor of the state of Maryland. I'll have to check it out. I, I, I'm glad that I was able to uh, get out of the state that's ruled by the Maryland General Asylum. As much as I really miss Maryland, I'm so, so glad I missed all of the nonsense of uh, shutdowns and the governorship of, uh, of Larry Hogan. I've been very lucky. And hopefully, Maryland, I doubt it, will pull its head out of its rear end uh, and become the state that it could be. But uh, right now, it's a really pretty state with a lot of things that has an awful, awful leftist government like so many, like California, like Minnesota, like New York. Well, you missed the rain tax. Oh, yeah, the, that was idiotic. I, now, the rain tax, what they did was, and I, and I proposed this when I lived there. For those of you who are listening, Maryland proposed a rain tax, meaning that they were going to uh, take the amount of uh, area, surface area on your property, and tax you for the square footage because of the amount of rain that would fall on it, presuming that that, that rain would end up in the Chesapeake Bay, which is absolutely freaking stupid. Uh, and I suggested, well, there are hundreds of thousands of buildings and homes, and they were going to somehow do some sort of a, a survey of your driveway, of your roof, of the roof on your she shed, on the roof of your barn, on the roof of your house, on the roof of the whatever, and any surface area in your property. That's still going on, Victor, because I, I, was, I was in the middle of it when I left. I think it went by the boards, but I'm okay. not 100% sure. Yeah. But well, I, I know my driveway slopes downward, so when it hit, when the rain hits my driveway, it'll water the lawn in the back. 
Yeah, it's stupid. It, it was ridiculous to say that all of the rain on your property ends up in the Chesapeake Bay when some of it evaporates and goes to the east, goes to the west, goes to the north, goes to the south. I suggested taking <clears throat> harmless radio, uh, radioactive uh, uh, isotope and putting it on the roof of your house and then seeing if you could find traces of it in the Chesapeake Bay. I wasn't taken up on it uh, because, you know, mine was a smart solution. Mine was, mine was science. <laughs> so. it, it, makes, it makes too much sense. But, um, oh, I had one of these watermelons come up and ask me about climate change, and I said, yeah, I know one way you can get rid of carbon dioxide. And he goes, well, tell me, tell me, tell me. And I said, stop breathing. There you go. All right, Victor, thanks for the phone call, buddy. I do appreciate it. Do appreciate it. Let's talk, uh, let's talk the vaccine. Take this jab and stick it. I ain't getting no vaccine. 40,000 National Guard soldiers. stupid mandate, the dumbest thing could be dismissed today. So what do you got to say? Take your jab and stick it. I won't take this crap no more. Joe Biden's been in D.C. for going on 50 years. And now he's trying to bring us down. Playing on B-Bowls, we ain't scared anymore. I've seen a lot of folks in D.C. lie. I've seen a lot of pay to play. They don't have to cut anything in D.C. With Democrats, I've had it up to here. And now I got the guts to say. Sing along! Take your jab and stick it. I ain't taking this no this more. Jim Gossett, by the way. We still got a constitution. with abortion. So take this jab and stick it. This is still the USA. Take this jab and stick it. Hey, this is still the USA. Ding, ding. So up to 40,000 Army National Guard soldiers across the country, 13% of the force have not yet gotten the mandated COVID-19 vaccine as the deadline. For the shots looms, at least 14,000 of them have flatly refused and could be forced out of the service. And to uh, Lloyd Austin, I'd like to say, um, suck it. <clears throat> the AP, between 20 and 30% of the uh, Guard soldiers in six states are not vaccinated, and uh, more than 10% in 43 other states still need shots. Guard leaders say states are still doing what they can to encourage soldiers to get vaccinated by the time limit. They also said they will work with the roughly 7,000 who have sought exemptions. None of those have been honored, by the way. No religious exemptions have been honored, which are almost all for religious reasons. They said Lloyd Austin ordered all service members, active duty National Guard Reserves to get the vaccine. You going to do it? You going to do it? This is an interesting, uh, this is from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, creating state guards to defend the Constitution and fight back against the deep state may be necessary to defend American freedom. State guards, guards also known as state defense forces, I believe Maryland actually has one, uh, which are distinct from the state's National Guard, operate under the sole authority of the state government, can provide a legal and effective remedy to the, the violation of our constitutional rights. So I'm saying, if you're going to get booted, Maybe you need to have a, uh, a conversation about uh, your state and a possibility of establishing a state guard. 
if any, a state, the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, the District of Columbia, Guam, or the Virgin Islands may, as provided by his laws, organize and maintain defense forces. A defense force established under the section may be used within the jurisdiction uh, concerned and its chief executive considers necessary, but it may not be called, ordered, or drafted into the armed forces. 22 of the 50 states now have active state guards. I don't know, this may be a salute. Guards. If I were a, um, it's your decision. I mean, I'm not going to offer advice. I have not served in the military, but I have always appreciated those who do. It is your decision. Me personally, I'd say, uh, defend yourself. You know, this is the thing that really sickens me, despite all of the nonsense that's going on in the country. Despite the fact that, uh, honestly, you got played with regard to everything as far as COVID is concerned. Why are there not thousands of dead bodies buried behind Walmart or Target or Home Depot or Lowe's? Why? I need to know. Why my daughter was able to go back to school after a year, a school where 2,600 people work, attend school, nobody died. Worst pandemic in the history of mankind. Is it serious? Yes. Did a million people die in America of COVID? No. Many died with COVID. It's been proven time and time again. The numbers were inflated. The Biden administration has reached an agreement to purchase, are you ready? 105 million doses of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. This for the fall. Despite the pandemic is in our rearview mirror. The cronies in Washington, D.C., they are uh, uh, getting ready for options up to 300 million doses. That would mean a $3.2 billion contract. This has always been about money. Always been about money. Coming up, I've got a story about uh, vaccine efficacy and the number of people who have gotten sick or died from it. And a 32-year-old comedian who did a little TikTok video about saying he's done getting vaccines. Soon after doing the video, he died in his sleep. No cause of death listed. That's on the way. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. The uh, Democrat Party has done its very best to scare the hell out of you, to keep you in constant uh, flux, uh, fearing, uh, worrying, etc. Uh, they did so certainly with COVID. They're doing it now with the uh, well. They've, they've laid off of the uh, Russia-Ukraine war. They got their fifty billion dollars sent over there, even though uh, it looks like that uh, Ukraine's pretty much lost. But I think there are a lot of people who are leaving office in November who, uh, you know, make sure that there are some funds over there. I- I'm not kidding. I wish I were. Ukraine's been known for one thing for almost its entire existence, and that is incredible corruption. Uh, money laundering, uh, giving politicians positions of authority without any knowledge Hunter Biden is not a politician, but certainly was selling access to his father. So he said $50 billion to that government. You don't think that some of that's going to trickle down? Yeah. 
And then, of course, there's the, uh, the vaccine. Now they're going to spend another $3.2 billion. The White House had originally requested $22.5 billion for funding the COVID-19 response. They agreed to $10 billion. There is, there is a uh, pipeline, a pipeline from government to lobbying to Big Pharma and back. And that's what this is about. I mean, honestly, it is. Uh, so, I've never seen a more stark example in my entire life. My entire life. Uh, 32-year-old comedian Nick Nemiroff died in his sleep this week. 32 years old, he died on Monday. Uh, his family announced the Twitter post. They don't know the cause of death. Back in 2021, he posted a tweet about having side effects following his COVID-19 vaccination. And he said he would never, ever do it again. Listen. I will not get the third shot. I will not. Pfizer me once, no shame. Pfizer me twice, shame on COVID. Pfizer me three times, shame on you. You want me to get a third shot, what's next? A fifth shot? No, thank you. That's what they want. Nick died on Monday in his sleep. He's 32. Dangerous and ineffective experimental Pfizer vaccine causes five serious adverse events per every one person it kept from being hospitalized. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, it says here multiple complications, including myocarditis, pulmonary embolism, blood clots, immune system disorder, sudden adult death syndrome. Ha! Huh. Also known as SADS. This according to the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System that is run by the government, that the government says is absolutely not credible. 30,000 deaths and over 50,000 permanent disabilities related to the vaccine, by far the most in history, according to the government site, the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. This, by the way, on the heels of not being able to express your opinion about the vaccine, not being able to express your opinion about masks, not being able to express your opinions about lockdowns, school closings. You were told you could not talk. You were told that your opinion was disinformation because it might affect pharma sales. Don't you suppose? A little bit of that going on. And then we just found out today out of, out of uh, San Francisco, California, I'll have more on this, they, uh, they decided to reinstitute the masks in a couple of counties to cut COVID infections and deaths. Didn't do anything. Not a damn thing. I'll have more on this tomorrow. I'll have more on this tomorrow. But uh, while I do consider uh, COVID very serious, I had it, got sick, hated it, can't get vaccinated. It was my choice not to get the vaccine. And I was able to not get the vaccine for a number of reasons. I'm still around. But this has been a gigantic uh, command and spend scheme, a good share of it. Let's take a break, come back and wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the uh, show today. Thanks for uh, for joining me. If you get the chance and you're uh, hanging out this weekend, uh, uh, watch Newsmax tonight at 6 o'clock. Uh, Greta Van Susteren returns. Rob Schmidt's show is at a different time, and uh, i got to tell you, 
I'm very impressed with uh, with Rob Schmidt. There are other alternatives out there. You don't have to watch, uh, you know, uh, Brett Bear. Um, you know, anyway. Uh, and tomorrow I'll have some uh, great exchange between Brett Bear and Carrie Lake yesterday or two days ago that I didn't get to. Uh, she gave him a little what fur. Uh, check out Greta tonight at 6 o'clock. Will you also check out the Rob Carson Show podcast today? Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the outlets. Have a glorious day, guys. God bless you and your family and our unborn. Thank you very much. And until tomorrow, which is Friday, don't catch a stupid. See you.